Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It's here. Conference championship weekend in the NFL. The appetizer, Tom Brady against Aaron Rodgers. And then the main course to some, because I think it's fair to say the AFC appears to be the future of the NFL. You got two young studs in Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Of course, add Lamar Jackson to the mix, what Joe Burrow's going to be able to do in Cincinnati. And we could just be whetting the appetite for what we see in the AFC for years to come. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, all of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. And just a reminder in nine minutes from now, Dana White. The president of the UFC with Fight Island and Conor McGregor's return will join us. And coming up at the bottom of the hour, Joe Fortenbaugh from ESPN's Daily Wager. Jay, let's start with you here on what you think are the biggest things to watch because Andy Reid is now going to be participating in his eighth conference championship game. The guys in front of him right now, are their last names are Shula and Landry <laughs> and Belichick. He is moving into possible rarefied air. Not bad for a guy that maybe two and a half, three years ago, people were complaining about his clock management. Now, frankly, there's nothing to complain about. Like I said, I I think him winning a second Super Bowl, Zubin, puts him in rarefied air. I think it puts him right below Bill Belichick. And it's because of a couple of things, you know, like total victories. He'll be top five in total victories. Amount of playoff victories. He's tied with Chuck Noll for number five. And then just influence overall. Like, look, look at the lineage, the, the tree, right? Sean McDermott, uh, the head coach of the Bills, he coached with him with the Philadelphia Eagles. You think about Doug Peterson, he won a Super Bowl in 2017. John Harborough, he won a Super Bowl in 2012. Even Ron Rivera, even though he didn't win a chip, he took the Panthers to a Super Bowl in 2015. I, I, I think all those things combined at the rate that he is winning with this young core that he has, if they can keep these pieces in place, uh, he's going to have a chance to potentially be at the top at the top of the list. I don't know if he ever surpasses Bill Belichick, but he's going to be right there. Yeah, he he, you know, he's certainly in the top several head coaches around. Uh, you know, when you think about where he's at, Bill Belichick, he's gone to the, the championship games. He's he's gone to Super Bowls. I mean, this solidifies his Hall of Fame. There's no question about it. Um, but I also look at everything else, what he stands for, what, what, how he embraced guys like Michael Vick when Michael Vick mm. came out of prison. I also look at the drafting and the booing of Donovan McNabb. He brushed it off his shoulders. The things that he went through in his own personal life with his family and his son, mm-hmm. the tragics, all, all of those sort of things, the quarterbacks. Think about the quarterbacks that he coached for a minute. I mean, Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, Alex Smith. That's it other than Patrick Mahomes. In all different mm. styles. In all right? different styles because when you start di- diving into the uh, uh, Detmers or the A.J. Feelys or some of those Kevin Cobbs, I mean, it wasn't like he had murderer's row in terms of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, he really didn't. But he got the most out of the ones that he was a part of, whether it was Brett Favre early in his career. I mean, you just you look at it, Big Red, as I like to call him, has just continued to evolve. It'd be interesting to me, though, when coaches like this are legendary and have done it for such a long time and are at the pinnacle and they're one. And, they, you know, I wonder if he sits back and he says or he's talked with his wife and his kids and his family and said, you know, if I if I win this thing, 
you know, even though I signed an extension, if I win this thing, do I take a step back and just relax now? I've been doing this for so long. Is, is that something? Because that question is going to come up. I mean, it's not like he's old, but it's not like he's young. He's barely into a new six-year contract that runs concurrently with his GM, Brett Veach. But you've also said if Andy decides to hang it up and this is an amazing swan song, what it could do for Eric the enemy. Yeah, what, 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 if, what if that conversation, and I don't know this, I'm just throwing it against the wall and hope that it sticks. What if he's had a conversation with Eric Bieniemy and said, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. We've seen coaches abruptly make decisions to breathe a little bit when everybody goes, man, did you hear the news? Breaking news. What happened? Man, Andy Reid stepped down. No, no way. They won the Super Bowl. He's easy. You just never know. You just never know. We should mention, to your point, and it's going to come up during Super Bowl week, you're right. And I think it's really fair to say this, Key, because as a guy that played in the NFL, now steps back, has a family, you know, that Andy Reid did lose a son to drug addiction. It's very difficult for him to go through that. And when you're a public figure, you have to go through all of this. You can't, like A guy like me, if I have a problem, or most people listening out there, you just deal with it yourself. But when you're in the public eye, you have to deal with all of that scrutiny on and off the field. And to Jay's yeah. point... He could be up there with Belichick, Landry, Don Shula, John Madden, Chuck Knoll, a who's who. And it doesn't feel at all odd to say that Reed fits in right there with him. I got to be honest with you. A couple of years ago, I would not have said like, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Well, but that first of, chip changed everything. Well, because a couple of years ago, he wasn't playing in, in what is it, uh, eight uh, championship games. But still five no with Super the Eagles. Bowl. Amazing consistency. But he didn't win. He didn't win 100%. He didn't win 100%. the chip in Philly. Got to have The one. chip changed the narrative, right? Then you start looking for other things to put on top of the chip, which is the second chip. Then you start looking at, oh, well, the first chip, let's put another chip on it. Oh, what, how can we dress it up? Here's how we dress it up. Oh, he's a this, he's a that, he has a quarterback this, he's a that. Oh, let's sprinkle all that in it. Wow, that looks really good now. That's how it goes. You know, Zubin, I can also say this from somebody, you know, I, I didn't deal with that kind of passing away of a son, but I think sometimes when you get faced with that stuff, it's, it's, it's so fascinating how sports and the culture that Andy Reid has been able to build from all the mentions that Keyshawn just said, um, hearing guys like Donovan McNabb talk about Andy Reid or Michael Vick, like that saves you sometimes too. That family environment, that coming to your job, getting lost in your work, creating that family-like environment, especially with this team. I, I don't know this for a fact, but you can feel it when you watch them. There's a camaraderie. There's something special that this team has. And when you have players that feel it and you have a coach that sets the tone and there's that kind of love, that in a way becomes your family on top of your family. And those things aren't easy to walk away from. Um, cause you feel like you're endeared to the players and you owe it to them as well. Cause you want to see them reach the ultimate success. Yeah. The last thing I would say with regards to that, we're going to take a call here on Tom Brady. Um, and that is simply put that when he won that Super Bowl last year, and again, when anybody wins the Super Bowl, I get it. Your first is special guys like Walsh and obviously Holmgren Parcells. They've been to three and Andy's now trying to get to number three. 
but the outpouring of emotion from all of his players, no matter where he coached. That's the one thing I took away from Super Bowl Sunday. It was great for Mahomes, great catch, all that. But it was every player, special teamers, former Eagles, guys you don't even remember he coached, all of them came out of the woodwork and said, I am so happy for Andy Reid. And in this self, let's be honest, in this selfish world that we often live in, for somebody to stop, take the time and say, this guy deserves every single accolade. It's not something you see. Speaking of accolades, it could be, it could be Tom Brady versus Andy Reid in Super Bowl 55 in Tom's owned stadium. We talked this morning and over the last few minutes what this means for Andy Reid to put him in the all-time pantheon. Brady's already there in the all-time pantheon for quarterbacks, but Different situation, different conference, new team, first year. You know the whole deal apart from Belichick. Dave in Florida, you're on ESPN Radio. Brass tacks it for me. Why is this game so important for Tom Brady and your thoughts? Good morning, gentlemen. Can you hear me okay? I can. We got you. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Mr. Keyshawn, before I I talk to you guys, uh, first of all, I'd like to say thank you for doing what you did in the NFL. It was a pleasure and enjoyment to watch you as a fan and what you did in the NFL. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Yes, sir. Now, two things I want to run across you guys real quick is is all this talk with Tom Brady. We're missing three historical things that he can set with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, number one would be he would be the him and Tampa Bay would be the seventh team to go as a wild card to win the Super Bowl. Number two, he would be the second of of only two court. Well, he'd be the second quarterback to win a Super Bowl title with two different teams. And number three, he would be. The um, actually the only quarterback to take uh, his team to a home game and win it as a Super Bowl. Now we all know this is a big old if, but if he pulls this off, here is the ultimate de- debate question that I think that should be in discussion: Would he be considered the greatest athlete of all time if he was able to pull this off? Define not athlete. athlete. Yeah, not yeah, athlete. De- de- I don't know about de- that. De- define athlete for me, man. Uh, oh, geez. Um, basically, I mean, as far as like any, any, I, well, I guess maybe you say it as a sports figure. Um, I mean, comparing it to like, say, Michael Jordan and all them, I mean, would you consider him to be the greatest of all time if he was able to pull this, this, this one big feat off in history? Okay. So what do you think? He's posing the all time, all time query here. Sports figure is, is more suited towards the question. It's still, it, it, it's still, it, see, cause then when you get into sports, sports figure for me, Jay, I start looking into other stuff and he didn't transition the sport the way that Michael Jordan did transcend. Or, yeah, yeah. Or, or Tiger Woods did. Yeah. Like I'm not going out and buying no Tom Brady shoes. It's not. You won't get those Uggs? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't say what brand. I just said I'm not buying Tom Brady shoes. Gotcha. So it's a little, it's a little bit different when you start like. Let's just leave him as the top goat quarterback. Let's do that because when you start trying to mix in other sports and other, it's hard, man. Right. That's a hard one, Jay. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. I know get I feel it. About that I, I get that you. He got seven, and Jordan only got six. Because then I can argue, well, Jordan never lost. And then you could argue, well, yeah, he did in the playoffs. Fair enough, fair enough. It's like looking at Babe Ruth's war from 1920. We can't just compare all these stats. Brother Babe, man. (laughs) Brother 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 Babe. Babe. (laughs) Pull it up, Jay. I'm telling you. I know you always say it. Indeed. It's almost time for Fight Island. McGregor is marquee. He's box office. He's one of the biggest ever in the history of combat sports. Talking about a guy who loves fighting. Enter the diamond Dustin Poirier. Casey's hurt bad. Dustin Poirier. Knockout. Oh my God. The first punch he threw. 
big as any of the fights we've ever done. Surprise, surprise, the king is back. We are just hours away from one of the biggest weekends in UFC history. In fact, just heard the audio there from Dana White. It's UFC 257. McGregor, the return of McGregor against Poirier Saturday night from Fight Island, available exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. You can order UFC 257 right now by going to ESPN.com slash PPV. And it's a pleasure to welcome in Dana White, the UFC president. Always great to have him on the program. Dana, before we go UFC and your specialty, I want to quickly just go NFL. Anybody that knows, Dana knows, South Boston, through and through. Are you conflicted about Tom Brady here just with regards to leaving the Pats, joining the Bucks? Like, how should a Boston sports fan, a Southie as they call it, how should they feel? I was going to tell you guys, I'm buying those Tom Brady shoes. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Brady fan. <laughs> Dana, it's great to have you here. First things first, I know many people are fans, millions in fact, are fans of Conor McGregor back. I know the UFC has been a smashing success even when he's departed a couple times, the retirement's coming back, all that stuff. But what does it do to juice this event and your sport overall in general to have this guy injected back into the mix, Fight Island with the world watching tomorrow night? He's one of the biggest superstars in all of sports. And obviously, you know, when he's involved in a fight, you know, the whole world is buzzing, and uh, it's fun, man. I, I mean, even even right now, my social media is off the charts. Everything that I post is is going crazy, and uh, it's just it's incredible to see what what a massive global superstar this kid is. What other fights are on this card that people should you know tune in for? Well, the co-main event. So basically, um, these guys are are are. are uh, all lightweights, the main event and the co-main event. And, uh, you know, Dan Hooker is, uh, is ranked number six. And this kid, Michael Chandler, just came into the UFC, but he's been around for a while. It's his debut. He's got nine wins by knockout, seven by submission. He's a Division One All-American wrestler. He's got 12 first-round finishes. And uh, all these guys are fighting right now to see who, who could possibly face I'll beat Nurmagomedov for the title. You got that incredible uh, apex in Vegas that you built, spent over $100 million to put that thing together, but you also got Fight Island now. When the pandemic is over with, what happens to Fight Island? Can we continue to see fights there? Guys, wait till you see the infrastructure that I built over here in Abu Dhabi over the next couple of years. So everything that I have over in Vegas, I'm replicating over here. The arena... Um, uh, a, a huge uh, uh, performance institute. We're doing uh, a production facility, everything o- over here. I'm, I'm here to stay. I have a huge 10-year plan for uh, Fight Island. Smart. Dana, congrats, too, on the first historic uh, UFC broadcast on ABC this past weekend. Uh, how, how did Thank that you. come into fruition, and, and what are the plans for where you plan on taking UFC in the next couple of years? Yeah, they hit us up, and ABC wanted us to do a fight there. We had already had the fights uh, laid out for the dates that they asked for, and that's the fight that fell on it. And uh, it couldn't have been a more perfect fight for ABC. That whole thing worked out incredible. You know, they expected us to pull a million viewers. We pulled 1.6 million viewers. Uh, We crushed it in the demos, and uh, it 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 was an amazingly successful event. And Max Holloway is still the man. Hmm. Over-delivering in sports right now is easier said than done. I'm sure you know. So for you guys to be able to, you know, 
give him 50% more than was expected tells you everything about the UFC. I got a couple questions for you here. You referenced Habib in your earlier answer. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of people that, you know, took Habib at his word that he was going to retire, walk away after the death of his father, wouldn't want to fight with his father, not in his corner. But you sort of referenced that he could be coming back. There's been some waves that he's coming back. What, what can you tell fans definitively about Nurmagomedov? Yeah, so this guy is, you know, one of the best in the world right now and the absolute best in his weight class. And uh, I think going into that fight, he had a ton of pressure on him. He, uh, you know, his dad passed away. He was in training camp during that time. Didn't get to spend time with his family. Got injured. uh, Had trouble cutting weight because of the injury. Had trouble training. Then went in there and put on an unbelievable performance against one of the number one guy in the world. And I think that he was super emotional, and he threw down his gloves. And all I did was after the fight, I said, listen, I know you just retired, but take some time, go home, spend some time with your family, heal up, and and let's talk again later. So we ended up getting together out here in Abu Dhabi, and I get the feeling that, you know, he will take another fight. So we'll see how this weekend plays. I mean, listen, guys, the, the, the biggest fight ever in the history of combat sports was Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. Mm-hmm. Number two uh, was Floyd Mayweather versus Pacquiao. And I think the number three biggest fight of all time in combat sports will be Conor McGregor versus Habib Nurmagomedov to the rematch. Wow. Mm-hmm. If we could see that again. Wow. You are so right, especially with the way it ended for Conor and his swagger and Nurmagomedov becoming a household name amongst fans after what he did. Couldn't agree more. Again, UFC 257, the return of the notorious MMA, McGregor and Poirier, Saturday night from Fight Island, which Dana says is going to be off the hook. And if you saw the ones back in June last year, that was pretty impressive. Can't wait to see what happens tomorrow night exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. You can order right now, ESPN.com slash PPV. Hey, last one for you, Dana, because I've watched you guys dominate the Americas north and south. We've seen fights in Australia. We've seen fights all over the world for UFC, all over the world, all over Europe, all that stuff. Give me the one place country venue that your sport is yet to conquer, you got the 10-year plan with Abu Dhabi, the one place the UFC is yet to conquer that Dana has got to bring the Ultimate Fighting Championship? India. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I, I, I'm smart. Indian. I love it. I love it. Smart. All right, tell That's us smart. why. Tell yeah. us why. Well, if you look right now, look at what we've done in, in building up You know, places like Australia, Europe, Canada, uh, Brazil. The list, the list goes on and on. Uh, if you look at one of the places with the biggest population in the world um, is India. And when you find – I'll give you an example. Conor McGregor is, you know, he's from Ireland. He's a massive superstar. You know, you know why one of the reasons – he's charismatic, charismatic, he can fight well, all that other stuff. He's Irish. Everybody thinks they're Irish, man. Everybody <laughs> on the planet thinks they're Irish. Yeah. Um, so so you, you take um, – you know, you take India – uh, a place that, that that has such a massive population. If we can find somebody who is one of the baddest dudes in the world, and he's Indian, uh, that that whole segment of the population will follow him, and it will be massive. Hey, Dana, I got one right next to me. Our host, uh, <laughs> right here next to me, Zubin Mehete. He's vicious, though, hey, Dana. Vicious. I don't know. He's vicious. Dana, now. I'm five eleven, one fifty seven. On my high school weight, I like to say I'm forty two years old. Do I do I do I have a future? <laughs> well. <laughs> Let me say this to you. If, 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 if an Indian guy comes out, and, and depend, doesn't matter what weight class, and he is looked at as the baddest dude in the world, 
You will follow this guy. Your friends will. Your family will. You guys will buy his pay-per-views and, and his merchandise and all of that stuff. Am I wrong? 100% right. Absolutely right. 100% Man. right. He, he bites kneecaps as well. So <laughs> That's an NFL <laughs> reference. We're ready to go Saturday night again one more time. The return of McGregor against Poirier from Fight Island, ESPN+. Plus. Order right now, SimpleTaps, ESPN.com slash PPV. The best thing about ever having this guy on, and I got so much respect for Bettman and Manfred and Adam Silver and Roger Goodell, the cliches go out the window when you're talking to Dana White, and that's why he's one of the My best man. interviews in sports. Dana, thank you for joining us. The world has you say we'll be watching tomorrow night thank you guys All right, Go dude. Brady. <laughs> <laughs> had to get that one in and buying those uggs sign up i'm managing you now i'm your manager okay. and jay is co-managing so yes. let's go let's get so in we, gear we, man we, get, we have to go. do the way in we have I'll to do the way in equinox at 1005 <laughs> equinox this morning i can't get in you're gonna have to get me into the equinox <laughs> by the way I don't, can we choose a different location to equinox to start training for an mma fight we need to be a little bit more gritty zubin <laughs> yeah garage something yeah, like that yeah you know i don't want you having the warm towels to wipe the sweat off your face <laughs> zubin baby let's go <laughs> I'm ready. Man. What's I'm your not sure what I'm ready Zubin? for. But I'm, I'm ready only going to take 35%, though. <laughs> only, 30, only 35%. <laughs> only 35 How generous of you. How generous of you. Well, there's probably only going to be one fight, so get what you can get while you can get it. <laughs> On the way, back to the home of the UFC. We're going to Vegas. You want to make a little money this weekend? Joe Fortenball from ESPN's Daily Wager on the money you need to throw down on the AFC and NFC Championship games. That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This Buffalo Bills team is legit, and it's all because of Josh Allen. Josh Allen is every bit as good as Patrick Mahomes. The Bills have the best offense in the league. Buffalo, they win that game and try and march on. You can't say for sure when you're talking about concussions to get Patrick Mahomes back onto the field for the AFC Championship game against the Buffalo Bills. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. AD turns, leans, bounce pass to LeBron with two to shoot. Three-pointer by LeBron. It's good! And the Lakers bomb away in Milwaukee, and that three-pointer should do it. Lakers 111, Bucks 103, inside of a minute to go. That's John Ireland, home of Conor McGregor. 
On ESPN LA, 7-10. Lakers win their eighth straight road game, 113-106 over the Bucks. The King had 34. His season high. Lakers off to their best road start in franchise Bam! history. As Key's watching this morning on ESPN News AD and uh, LeBron taking it to the cup. And we got to mention, I mean, think about that. Best start on the road in Lakers history. They've had a pretty good history. Could be a finals preview. We'll see. We thought we might have saw that last year in the bubble. Maybe this year we'll see it between Giannis and LeBron on the biggest stage in basketball. Biggest stage in football is almost here. The Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes practicing back-to-back days. He's still officially in the concussion protocol, which means he technically can be nothing other than a limited participant. But if you're watching this morning on ESPN News, saw the video on SportsCenter yesterday. He's looking pretty good out there at practice. I want to mention if the Chiefs get to the Super Bowl, they'll have 22,000 fans of all teams rooting them on. The NFL announcing 22,000 fans via the Adam Schefter Twitter feed. 7,500 of those fans will be frontline workers who have been doing yeoman's work since, of course, the coronavirus began. This is a strong, strong resistance. Remember, the NFL for the longest time was arguing full stadium Super Bowl 55. Obviously, reality is struck, but we will see 22,000. We do have one more NFL head coaching opening that has been secured. The Eagles have hired the Colts' Nick Sirianni as head coach. He uh, handled a pretty good quarterback situation three and three years the Colts, who for so long had Manning and Andrew Luck, as you know, but he is connecting the dots on this one. Sirianni was under Frank Reich, the Colts head coach. Reich was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles in 2017 when Carson Wentz had a brilliant regular season and Nick Foles took him over the top to win the Super Bowl. Sirianni's first and only goal, fix Wentz. Sports Center brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Look, we all accidentally damage our phones, it happens. Now, Straight Talk Wireless' new Platinum Unlimited plan includes phone protection, just 65 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, data, and more. See mobile protect terms and conditions at assurion.com slash straight talk. Limitations and exclusions apply. This Buffalo Bills team is legit, and it's all because of Josh Allen. Josh Allen is every bit as good as Patrick Mahomes. The Bills have the best offense in the league. Buffalo, they win that game and try and march on. You can't say for sure when you're talking about concussions to get Patrick Mahomes back onto the field for the AFC Championship game against the Buffalo Bills. Those are the words of Adam Schefter. It's obviously become the biggest story of Championship Weekend, whether it's the AFC or the NFC, and let's dig into it now. And make a little money with Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN's Daily Wager, Monday through Friday, 6 Eastern, ESPN 2. You can hear him on ESPN Radio on game day, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. But first, Joe, I want to lay a bet on Zubin Okay. on the takedown in UFC. What should I lay the bet at? Interesting. Very How many interesting. seconds into the fight, Joe? <laughs> yeah. You know what? All right. So we've got UFC 257, Abu Dhabi, Fight Island tomorrow. Main event, Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier. The money's been coming in on McGregor, who opened anywhere as a minus 180 to minus 220 favorite. Obviously, minus 180, meaning risk $180 to win 100 that McGregor wins the fight in any way, shape, or form. But when it comes to a fight, you can bet it a variety of ways. You can bet whether or not an individual will win the fight. You can bet how they win the fight by knockout, technical knockout, DQ, uh, submission. You can also bet the over-under on rounds, which in this instance is two and a half rounds. It's a five-round fight, so you got to ask yourself, how long do you see it going? Connor has only gone the distance 
two times in his last 20 fights, right? Mm-hmm. So he's not known for hearing uh, the judges announce how this fight's going to play out. It's stopped one way or another. Now, his conditioning has always been an issue until recently. There was a great article up on ESPN.com about the time he spent in Portugal and how he's been working on his conditioning, trying to get better as the fight wears on, because that's what hurt him in the fight against Diaz. That's what hurt him in the fight against Nurmagomedov, um, his conditioning in late rounds. So what I'm going to be playing here is simply Connor at minus 170 to win this fight by stoppage. So if he wins by knockout, technical knockout, or disqualification, that's how I end up getting paid. I'm not going to risk the minus 330 or minus 340 on it going the distance because I don't see it going the distance. But I also don't have confidence that it'll be under two and a half rounds because Poirier's key in this entire fight is going to be to push this as long as possible. So, Keyshawn, if you're looking for something, that's what I'd do. I'd lay the 170 on Connor by stoppage. Also, I would just say don't underestimate my sweeping leg kick. Do not <laughs> underestimate my sweeping leg kick. You've been right. watching Cobra Kai, haven't you? <laughs> Season three, Jay and Season I are always three. talking about yes. it. Yes. yes. All right, so here's Here's one for you, and I think this is maybe the most interesting thing from a gambling standpoint. Um, Help us understand and put into context here um, with regards to how amazing Mahomes is with regards to line movement. Things are trending in the right direction for Mahomes. We all hope we see him out there unless you're a Bills fan. (laughs) I understand that, but take us inside what the line movement could be and what a gigantic line movement is when a player misses a game of a magnitude like this, and it's a player like Mahomes. All right, so the line's never going to move more than it does for a star quarterback. The quarterback position is going to move the point spread pretty much no matter what. Now, there are situations, Trubisky to Foles, Foles to to Trubisky, excuse me, where you might see minimal if no movement at all. But years ago when Aaron Rodgers had some seasons in which he got dinged up and you had to drop down to Brett Hundley, some backups who might not necessarily be starting Mm. caliber – that was worth eight, nine points to wow. the spread. You know, wow. so if Green Bay was an eight-point favorite, that might come all the way down to pick them. Wow. So here's what we're seeing right now. Wow. The books, generally in a situation like this, would have the game off the board, meaning it wouldn't be available to bet. But because it's the AFC Championship game, they want to take on what's called handle. Handle is the total amount of money bet on a game, right? They want lots of handle for this game. It's the AFC Championship. So they put a spread out, and they kind of tried to split the difference on this one so they wouldn't expose themselves to too much liability. They gave us Chiefs minus three with a total of about 53, 53 and a half. We've seen a little money on the over, move it up to 54, but it's been sitting at three all week. And here's what we've learned in Las Vegas over the course of the week. If Mahomes plays, it's going to move to three and a half, maybe four. Now, the public could bet so much money on this that it goes higher, but the bookmakers are only going to move it about half a point or a point. Some might say that's not all that much. Well, three is the most key number in football betting because more games end on a differential of three than any other number. It's about 15% over the last five years. 24-21, 27-24, 31-28, you get where I'm going here. So it's only going to go up to about three and a half or four, but that's still significant. If Mahomes doesn't play... It's going to move anywhere to Buffalo minus two and a half, all the way up to Buffalo minus six. We actually heard that this could move nine points to Buffalo minus six if Mahomes is ruled out. So that gives you an idea of how valuable he is to the point spread right now, Zubin. Wow. Joe, take me to this Brady Rogers game. Should we expect to hit the over pretty easily in this one at 51.5? 
So it came out at 51. We're seeing a little bit of money on the over, pushing it up to 51 and a half. It's going to be tough for the betting public to play the under here, right? Barring anything crazy with the weather, and it doesn't look like that right now. I'd always say keep an eye on the wind. Everyone's always looking for snow and rain. Keyshawn knows this as well as anybody. The wind is what really affects the passing game, so keep an eye on that. But right now, it's not supposed to be that bad. Um, I am going to be bucking the trend. I think the public's going to see two great quarterbacks, and they're going to want to play the over personally I'm going to be leaning to the under because of how this game is played or at least how I'm playing it out in my mind Tampa Bay is going to want to run the football here they look good running it against the Saints last week 127 yards and playoff Lenny looked really fresh in that game that was a top four run defense for New Orleans this is a very different story Green Bay ranks bottom 10 in opponent yards per carry. Cam Akers for the Rams averaged five yards a tote last week. He had no problem running the ball here. So if you're Tampa Bay, you want to run the ball. You want to be able to control the clock. You want to be able to control the tempo. You want to keep Aaron Rodgers on the sidelines, and you want to be able to establish your will on this game. That's one of the keys for Tampa Bay. In addition, we've seen Brady do this before in the playoffs. He takes the clock all the way down. He watches the defense, reads the defense, checks into the right play. Long, methodical clock-killing drives. I think that's what they're going to want to do here. Short to intermediate passes, lots of running, grind the clock. For Green Bay's perspective, they rank dead last in pace. Nobody takes more time between the end of the previous play and the start of the next play than Green Bay. And they're going against a very good defense in Tampa Bay. So I don't think we're going to see a ton of scoring in this game, at least relative to the point spread. I'm going to find myself betting the under on this one, J-Well. Joe, what's the best prop bet in the games? Okay, so we're not seeing a lot of them yet because of the injury to Mahomes. They're, they've been tentative in terms of how many props are out there. One I'm going to be considering is Aaron Jones, Packers running back under 62.5 rushing yards. He's use, losing some of his workload over the last few weeks to Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon. That's first and foremost. He's not carrying the ball as much. And he is going against a very good run defense that stifled the Saints last week and stifled the Green Bay Packers back in week six when they met each other in Tampa. Now, I'm not putting a lot of stock in that game because it was in Tampa, it was week six, it was warm weather, and you had Green Bay coming off a Monday night game, and Tampa had 10 days to get ready for that game because they were coming off a Thursday night loss in Chicago against the Bears. So they had a big advantage there. I'm not going to put a ton of stock in it, but this Tampa defense can defend the run. I'd look at Aaron Jones under 62 and a half rushing yards. How should we expect um, when you think about this UFC stuff? Are, are there any good, like with the undercard fights, are there any good things that you know about some of those fights going on? There's not a whole lot that I've been digging into on that yet. McGregor's okay. going to be the fight I end up playing. I generally, I'm, I'm lucky enough where I get a couple tips come Saturday. So if you're following on Twitter, I'll throw a few out there. But I will go back to the Kansas City game for a quick moment because while I gave you the rundown, I didn't give you necessarily the play on how to attack this thing. Um, obviously, you know from a point spread perspective where you can go. If you like Buffalo, you can go ahead and grab the three now if you think Mahomes isn't going to play, right? We're essentially betting on if he or not he plays. I'm going to tell you something. I, I might be in the minority here going out and wanting to play the Chiefs at minus three, but it seems like every single person I talk to likes the Bills, and mm. that's always a problem for me. Anytime I hear the same pick, whether everyone's taking the over, whether everyone's taking the Bills, whether everyone last night was taking the Bucks against the Lakers, everyone kept telling me Bucks, Bucks, Bucks. I was like, no chance. This is a playoff game, essentially. So we're looking at this now. I, I think it's Kansas City. I think you're getting him at a cheap price here. Remember something. 
The Bills have been outgained in both playoff games this year by a grand total of 200 yards. Mm. Okay, that's not good. They've been the beneficiaries of several missed field goals, uh, blown two-point conversions, blown fourth-down conversions. They've had a lot of good luck, and they only scored one offensive touchdown last week against Baltimore. I think you're coming into a situation here where they have been the beneficiaries, like I said, of several situations that have broken their way. I don't know if that will continue. And they've become a little too one-dimensional on offense And if that's the case, even though Kansas City doesn't have an elite defense, if they know they're throwing, they can sit back and nickel and dime. That's going to give them an advantage in terms of how to defend Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, and the Bills' offense. They're not going to stop them, but with the way Buffalo defends the run, the entire playbook's going to be open for the Chiefs. I do lean the laying the three there as I quickly pivot on the not having an undercard selection for you, Jason. Well <laughs> no, said. I said that was very well, well done, Joe. Very obviously you have a That's lot of experience in doing media. Little yeah, in and it. out there right there. Little in and out. <laughs> hey, it's a tradition like many others, but we got our, in our final minute. Give us your tally. Give us your bet going out the door. You know, I, I, to be honest with you today, there's not a ton I've got for you. I, I un- unloaded the whole clip in terms of the games and in terms of the, uh, the McGregor pick. I will be looking at uh, some first quarter bets. I always like to come right out of the gate with some of these first quarter bets. Basically, just for the rush, I'm going to be completely honest. I love the rush of betting in the first quarter. You're looking at Tampa and Green Bay. I believe the first uh, quarter total is 10 points. I, I think you could bet the under there. I think you're going to come out and you're going to have two teams trying to establish themselves early. I know both teams are going to be on their scripts, and that's going to give them the best opportunity to move up and down the field. I'd look at that, and then the highest scoring quarter in Green Bay, Tampa Bay, the second quarter is plus 155. Mm. Nobody scored more second quarter points this season than Green Bay. Mm. Tampa Bay ranks fourth in second quarter scoring. Why? Because you have two quarterbacks who understand how to run the two-minute offense and get points right at the end of the quarter. End of the first, end of the third, no one's in a rush because you still have another quarter to play. Second quarter, most points, Bucks, Packers, plus 155. Love mm. it. Makes practical sense. And for those MMA fans <clears throat> that were wondering, or for that intel this weekend, if you want to follow Joe on Twitter, it's at Joe Fortenbaugh, F-O-R-T-E-N-B-A-U-G-H. You can find him on Google. You can find him on Twitter real quick. So that's the handle. First name last name for your mma stuff joe, joe. on saturday joe thank you very much we'll see you next week thanks, thanks boys best All of right. luck to everybody out there this weekend same to you as they say it's time to get even or even worse Keyshawn j will and zubin presented by progressive insurance on the way this morning we had eric molds bruce smith earlier in the week jim kelly andre reed thurman thomas everybody cornelius bennett you've heard from all the great buffalo bills this week but there's one guy nobody's talking about, and he deserves as much attention as anyone else. It's a football Friday with me, Greeny, as we get you set for the two biggest games of the football year, the young guns in the AFC, the legends in the NFC. We'll be the place to talk about it. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Go for you, but can you give me a hey, hey, Buffalo before we do this? Hey, hey, Buffalo. We're getting ready. It's a gigantic weekend for the Bills Mafia, for all those great Bills fans. And they're all over. Newscasters like Jeff Glore, the late, great Tim Russert, who would end every edition of Meet the Press, by the way, which is the longest-running television show in the history of television, Sunday Morning Politics. Last two words every single Sunday after talking to heads of state, Presidents, he has died. He died tragically too young. Last two words before they got off the air every single Sunday, talking hardcore Beltway politics. Go Bills. After every show, no matter how tough the interview was, no matter who he was talking to, always a reminder of how many people around the world love the Buffalo Bills. And there's one guy that hasn't gotten a ton of credit um, because we're always looking for former players and we're looking for guys that can give us on-field memories, like matching up with Key and all that sort of stuff. But the man that I just want to spotlight for the next few minutes is 95 years old. And that's the team's longtime head coach, Marv Levy. We've talked so much about Jim Kelly. We've talked so much about Thurman. We've talked so much about Bruce Smith. If you're watching today here on ESPN news, there he is with Kelly. He's a pro football hall of famer. There is Marv 95 years old. He lives in Chicago. Great piece on ESPN.com. Believe it or not. Uh, Mike Reese, our Pats reporter, but now since the Pats are out, he's sort of taking the AFC East beat, if you will. He talked to Marv Levy, and Marv is as excited as anybody in any bill that we have had on this week, and I encourage you to go find the piece. He's, again, 95, and for a whole generation of people that don't realize who Scott Norwood is and don't realize how difficult some of those defeats have been, the four straight Super Bowl losses, check out the piece. Marv Levy is an iconic figure in NFL history, and I just want to make one quick tie, and this is something Marv has said and a lot of other players on the Bills have said. If you go back to that AFC championship game where the Bills defeated Joe Montana and the Kansas City Chiefs, earlier that season, they played in the regular season, Mm -hmm. and it's Montana, so you ain't going to beat them twice. Montana and the Chiefs beat the Bills in the regular season, but when it counted the most... In the AFC Championship game, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, and they defeated the Kansas City Chiefs to advance to the Super Bowl, vanquishing the legendary Joe Montana. What do we mean? Fast forward, 2021. Who won the first game between the Chiefs and the Bills? Chiefs. The Chiefs won it. Now with the biggest stage of all, can this group, can Sean McDermott, Channel is inner Marv Levy with 95-year-old Marv Levy watching on Sunday from Chicago. Can they do it? Can they do what the 93 team did? Lose in the regular season, but beat the Chiefs when it matters the most and advance to Super Bowl 55. So for all the great players, it's been awesome. All of you guys can relive your glory, and I appreciate it. We've had a couple of bills on this week, but just remember the guy that brought it all together, 95-year-old Marv Levy. Congrats, Coach. Yeah, Coach Levy. Wow. It was it was. It was fun being interviewed by him at the Combine, but also playing against him for a couple of years. That was fun, too, because, you know, you grow up and you're watching. You know, you get a chance to watch guys like that, but then when you meet them in person, you're just like, oh, man, that's Marv Levy. He was in the Hall of Fame 20 years ago. Just think about how old he is. He was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Pro Football Hall of Fame, 20 <laughs> years ago. It was a long time. Right? 
I got to tell you, time. though, it's been so cool to see this team. You know, and I know when Dan Orlowski came on our show at the beginning and he had Josh Allen as MVP, uh, you know, he was having a good year. But the way he's finished, the way their defense has finally met their offense, the way Stephon Diggs has played this entire year, uh, it, it's incredible to watch a team that's been at the bottom of the AFC East for so long really come up now to, to rise to the level that they have and still have a chance against, you know, it feels like something's going in their favor, not knowing how Patrick Mahomes is going to be. Um, it, it, it's it's going to be a great game to watch. I'm so stoked about it. And, Key, I would tell you lastly, this is something I heard Jim Nance, who obviously will be on the call for this game. They'll have the Super Bowl as well. One of the things that he said, and I think it's a great point, Brady and Rodgers are great. You can't deny it. But the future of football is the AFC. Lamar is a kid. Baker's a kid. Burrow's a real kid. Darnold turns it around. He could be a kid. If Deshaun somehow stays in the AFC, he's a kid. And then obviously, I'm talking about kids with regards to age, and then obviously Mahomes and Allen. All of those young guns in the AFC. Yeah, because when you look at the NFC, I mean, Kyler Murray's there, but we don't know what that's going to turn out to be. Jared Goff might be on the move. Russell Wilson's getting a little older. Drew Brees might retire. Teddy Bridgewater might be on the move. Right. Atlanta will have a young gun. Mm. Wentz, you don't know. Wentz, Mike, Dak, uh, Jones, you're still all those guys. Right. We don't know who's quarterback in Washington. Right. So a lot of it is shifted to the AFC. Right. Plus you throw on the fact that the best two NFC quarterbacks, one is 37 <laughs> and one is 43. So you would think at some point Father Time will catch up. It is undefeated, but right now it's sweating. a lot of sweating. things that's undefeated. You know? <laughs> it's Friday. Right now Father Time is sweating, though, against these two guys. That's Friday's sure. undefeated. I'll tell you that. It's the weekend, baby. So enjoy championship weekend, fellas. You ready to go? By the time we reconvene Monday, we'll know who will be in Super Bowl 50. Yeah, I'll be ready to go. My Sunday will, will start late and end late because of NFL primetime. On ESPN, 10 p.m. Eastern with Key Shameless plug. No, it's great. It brings you back with that iconic music. Greeny is next on many of these ESPN radio stations. First take is next on ESPN. Enjoy the games. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.